NBA. But no, yeah, the new uh, KDUA original series. Six millimeter podcast stamp of approval. Yep, that is that is our that is our official stamp right there. So, which uh, they are on sale right now. If you want to get a deal. Well, yes, yeah, so we have. I our, don't know how long they're going to be have our resident on sale for. Evic.com co-host employee. They're on pre-order right now, but they're pre-order for November. So, but we all know how accurate those uh, yeah estimates are on Evic.com. Yeah, you know, for all shout out to all y'all that bought a cyber gun shotgun. <laughs> or pre-ordered it, man. Y'all are determined, way more determined than I am. But yeah, for for two hundred fifty dollars, that's not bad. It's, it's a pretty good deal. Like that's that's like that's that's a solid starter. See, done. but now, would you buy one of those or would you buy an ARP nine? You're listening to the Six Millimeter Podcast with Peter Frost and Jared Hereford. Peter Frost is a six-year airsofter with two years of experience working for evic.com and in his spare time enjoys live streaming on Twitch, hanging out with his friends, and his enjoyment of guns. Jared Hereford has been an airsofter for 16 years as well as having experience working in the airsoft industry for three years at evic.com. In his spare time, he enjoys making holsters for Blue Bonnet Outfitters, his love of biking, and his metalworking business on the side. Together, they run the 6mm Podcast. Well, welcome back to actually episode 13 of the uh, Six Millimeter Podcast. Uh, you know, I messed that up on the last go around, but... I thought, uh, I thought it was 12. Uh, no, it's don't. episode 13. Oh my God. Don't look at me like that. I was like, whoa. Uh, yeah, I. Uh, you're, you're listening to... Uh, the real the episode real 13. Episode 13 today. Um Yep, my uh, joined by uh, myself, Peter Frost, and uh, my lovely and beautiful co-host, Mr. Jared Hereford. You're always so kind to me. <laughs> That's the one thing I've gotten every time is they're just like, you always introduce Jared like this way, and I'm like, yeah, this bro. He, have you seen him? He's beautiful. <laughs> He's just a lovely, lovely man. Like the fuck, come on now. I'm gonna try to bring a little more uh, energy to this one. <laughs> I I got a Baja Blast. So <laughs> hopefully that'll help. Baja. Um, now it's time to see if I remember the login for uh, the thing. Uh, I'm currently actually setting up a uh, link tree for you guys uh, live while we're hot. Um, what? Uh <laughs> Were you specifically waiting for me to turn the mics on to do this? No, I I was hoping we were gonna wait just a little bit longer, and uh, yeah, you know, I'm ah, uh, <laughs> um, okay. Well, we got merch. Yeah, yeah, we got cool merch, not just your run of the mill generic ass podcast merch that says our name. We got some cool shit. Uh, we got a we got some bucket hat designs. Uh, we've got one out right now. It's in a frog print that uh, Jared spent a lot of time. Uh, it was it wasn't actually. Uh, it's 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 pretty hot. Uh, we got some we got bucket hats. We got shirts. We've got specifically long sleeves right now. Um, mostly because crew neck sweatshirt. Yeah. Oh, and we have hoodies. Yeah, and so hoodies. we have the. The six mm cozy sweatshirts. 
Um, and we have the uh, matching fanny pack. Yeah. So Frogskin fanny pack. So for your bucket hat, you can also match it with your fanny pack for your ultimate style. You know, and we I you're working on tiger stripe too, right? I was looking at it's that's a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, you know what? It's maybe it's, if enough people uh say they'll buy it. <laughs> that is uh by by messaging us via email psych our DMs and Instagram to if you want it, just message us, and I will, re- like, well, you, you read it, too, so. Yeah, just uh, let it be known. <laughs> Scream it into the void of the internet. Yeah. It's like, uh oh, wait, hang on. Shout out to uh, fucking, whatchamacallit, hang on. I, I want to read this, like, message, because it, it, it just, like, cracked me up. He messaged me at, like, 4 in the morning. And, uh, what? Uh, it was, uh, shout out to Kevin is cool. Uh, he was like, cause I made a post. It wasn't really, no, it was at 2.22 AM, but I made a post, you know, uh, cause we realized that it had been a week and, uh, we haven't really recorded anything for you guys after, uh, episode 12. So, uh, I made a story post and he's like, I thought bro vanished. I was <laughs> like, nah, we still here, G. Wait, come on now. What? It's, it was a week. Yeah, hey, that sometimes that's a long time for people, man. Uh, that's true. Yeah, like so not everybody like can that's go. F- uh, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. An amount of time without their favorite airsoft podcast, which um actually they uh they dropped um they dropped uh the nominees for the uh, RGK awards. Oh yeah, uh, I, I think there's still time to get in and vote uh, for your favorite podcasts and for your favorite tech uh, tech companies and all that. Uh, if you do, um, you know, definitely shout us out. We'd love to, uh, you know, love for you guys to get us up there on the board. But for right now. I think uh, Randall actually sent it to me because, you know, he is actually a, an amazing noodle. Uh, six, uh, 6MM is not up yet, um, but that's okay because at least our name is not on the board as well. Uh, but shout out to the guys over at, um, whatchamacallit, uh, ASAP podcast or mm-hmm. another mm-hmm. serious airsoft podcast. Uh, they were, uh, they're, I think, number one as I'm like trying to scroll. Yep. So, best US based airsoft podcast 2022. ASAP podcast is uh, in the lead right now for, uh, uh, yeah. So, there it looks like they're on the break period right now. Final voting will begin at on 11 7. Uh, so, that already passed. That was yesterday. Oh, no. It, it goes from 11.7 and will end on 11.30. So you've got oh, the okay. rest of this month to try and uh, get us up there. You know, Task Force Podcast. Don't know who the fuck they are. Um, but shout out those guys. Uh, also, shout out to Gorilla Airsoft Radio, which is actually it's pretty cool. They do like a radio show style. It's kind of cool. Shout out them. 
Um, but yeah, uh, y'all got till the end of the month. So get your friends together and let's see if we can knock one of them down. Um, but with all that being said, yeah, go. Uh, I'm actually almost done setting up the Teespring. By the time you finish this podcast, go check out the social media and, uh, it'll, uh, it'll, it'll, it'll be on there. If not, then yell at me in the, in the DMs to, uh, Put the, if not, uh, Teespring on there. I'm gonna yell up Frost <laughs> on Discord. Yes, yes, I'm gonna get a very stern talking to, or I'll just go to his house, just scream at his window. That's right. Well, yeah, <laughs> I'd say <laughs> good luck. What? Good luck into my backyard right now. It's it's not a it's not that easily accessible oh i'll find a way (laughs) all right appearance all that cool 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 all right this is gonna be very plain jane so what yeah what's that even mean like it's like as uh, as in i'm working on the company laptop for for high ground and i don't have any of my saved information on here okay okay (laughs) as my throat gets more raspy that is amazing i mean you could just do it later true true but i i promise and i'm getting it done it's actually done like now so as i have to manually type this in but it's not bad Um, Bro, you gotta actually like talk into the microphone uh, oh yeah you're right you're right you're right hold up there we go uh (laughs) dot e e slash (laughs) yeah Boom, and that should be it. Uh, and uh, was that URL for the people at home? Yes, yes, that is the URL that will take them. No, what is it? Say it. What does it say? What is the URL? Like, speak it. Oh, uh, it's uh, HTTPS slash slash linktree. And that's linktr.ee forward slash six millimeter podcast. And for those of you that are inept at listening, uh, go to the six millimeter podcast uh, Instagram page and it will be right there. Uh, you won't be able to tap anything because I forgot a very uh, important tidbit about link trees that I have to go verify it really quick. So, yeah, <laughs> you're not going to be able to look at this yet. Like y'all are looking at it right now. What? We're not live. I, I know. I f- Look, sometimes I forget, okay? Okay. But, uh, yeah. So, we got we actually got a, uh, quite a few interesting topics to talk about today. Um, which I, I feel like every episode is just an interesting fucking topic. Like, you know, last episode, we, we, we kind of just full sent them into that, like, weird shindig of my entrance story. <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah, no crazy uh like poop stories today. No, no, nothing yet. Thank God. Like I I would probably cry. <laughs> like if I had to deal with that, I would not be happy. Like oh no, 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 no. I well, I mean I haven't been riding my bike cuz it's been sitting up here at work. So Yeah, why do you leave it up here for like 2 weeks? I, you know, good question. I've been riding it. 
I I think it's the fact that like I've been so I've been doing like consecutive legs for six days. There, there is no riding a bike. My, my legs still hurt. Like right now, I did. I, I was trying to do a full week, but after this, the sixth day, I like, I couldn't even run, let alone like slightly jog. Like, what have you been doing? Uh, so my leg uh, regimen is pretty, pretty gnarly. Um, it's six sets of uh, of freaking seated, uh, seated leg press. Uh, while raising the weight. So if, if I can hit uh, 12, 12 reps on a set, then I up the weight. And then by the time like I plateau and I can't push more and I, I can only crank out about maybe eight, that's when I start my reps. So I warm up to my weight and then I start repping for six sets. After that, it's six sets of, uh, of eight. eight, six sets of eight. Which is already gnarly because that's a lot. And then you're you're trying to do that every day. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah, I, I was able to. It's just never felt good. Uh, well, then I yeah, because you're doing the same thing every day. Yeah, but, but big juicy legs. Like I know, say every day is leg day. Yeah, but, but not, that's like it's like eighty percent a joke. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I took it a hundred percent seriously. Just just for a week, I wanted to like try it because like. After jujitsu, like well, I, I gonna, learned that my if you're gonna do suck. it every day, you'd, like well, you don't yeah. do the same thing yeah. every day. <laughs> I know, I know, and I, I've learned now that I'm gonna split. And this you also up. don't do like max every day. I know, I know. I I've learned this okay. very painfully. <laughs> I'm just like it's it, all about doing it the wrong way. It should be it obvious right to like anyone. Yeah, <laughs> that trying to do max sets every day is not yeah. sustainable. But. It was kind of fun from time to time. Like, at, on about the third day, I was about ready to just say, fuck this shit, but I wanted to see it through. Um, I've probably gone through about half of my pre-workout now that I just bought because I was like, holy shit, I need more. Um, but no, uh, I go over. So after that one, I do standing squats on a bar, um, except it's Planet Fitness, so I have to put like, like... 15 no 20 pounds on it on like my pre-existing weight because they're only 25 pound bars they're not 45 pound bars oh okay so y'all i always throw a 20 on each side just to make it a 45 pound bar uh that one i just do six sets of uh of six like just i was able to squat 300 but that was like my pr weight um Mm -hmm. i just do like 125 165 uh just to build the muscle and then as i like Maybe for one, I'll go up to 225 or uh, 215 and see if I can hit it. Um, if I can, I'll, I'll hit it for two, and then I'll, then I'll dip out uh, and re-rack, re-rack my weight. Uh, after that, it's uh, leg extensions. and uh, uh, So it's leg extensions and it's hamstring curls. Or, well, I forget what it is. It's the one where you like have to, like, like, your legs are out, and then you have to, like, curl it down. I think it's hamstring. I forget the name of it every time. I I just do it repetitively <laughs> now. But leg extensions okay. is a big one. So it's where basically you yeah you, bend you your basically knee forward yeah. and uh, you bend your knee backwards. Yeah, yeah. You you okay. shoot it out uh, and then you'll like go. So it's six. oh wait, you mean like yeah? So like the ones where like you have to like extend your leg out, and then the one where you start with your legs out and you have to bend them back. But you do both. Yeah. Okay. 
Not at the well, obviously not, not at the at same, the same time. time. I'm just a maniac, okay. man. I'm just like changing the machine back and forth. I'm fucking insane. Uh, I do those, but um, I do six six sets of eight on that. Um, but every every second set you switch, or well, every other set you switch over to the next one. You start your one. So basically, it goes one on leg extension, one on hamstring, two on leg extension two on like so you're just going back and forth and you're working them both at, at okay. essentially the yeah. same time um and then the way i end that is uh i superset it or i uh i start crawling down which is a nightmare i i hate supersets and i hate crawls where you started at the weight that you were doing you know reps at where you're like oh i'm busting a sweat well, get ready because you're about to just start dumping buckets out of your body because uh, on leg extensions, you start at that weight, you do, you go till failure, and then no, you don't hop out of the machine. I've heard that called a drop set. Yes, drop sets. Okay. I couldn't think of it. I, yeah, you, I go you with basically crawls. go to your max weight yeah. to failure, and then, and then you, you drop the weight, drop go to failure, every time. drop the weight, yep. go to failure. Uh, once you get to about 10, uh, I've never felt more like a little bitch every time I do drop sets whenever I hit 10 pounds and I feel like it's just a rock <laughs> that I'm trying to move. Uh, yeah, you do that one on that and then you jump over to hamstring. So while your legs are now about to what feels like explode, you go to hamstring curls and you're like, yeah, ah, and then you just like you know, blow out your hamstrings. This was the workout I learned from Dallas, by the so, way. So why did you think you could do this every day? Because every day is like <laughs> that's why. All right. I I was I was ready, man. I was I, I and then I learned I'm like, yeah, I'm just gonna do this every Monday, Wednesday and Friday. Fuck it. Or you just do like hat like hat oh uh, okay, yeah. Fair. The one thing I didn't do that I waited till Saturday to do was uh, uh, Bulgarian splits. Because if I tried to do Bulgarian splits after already doing a hamstring drop set, I was probably going to crumble to the floor and have to be escorted out by EMTs. What is a Bulgarian split? So um, you can do them like one of three ways. Uh, They're normally split squats or Bulgarian split squats. It's... There's so many fucking names for the exact same thing. It's like, what makes it different? Oh, you're doing it in Bulgaria? Okay, cool. Fuck off. It's just a split squat. Um, you But you can do split squats one of three ways. Um, Is it just a squat, but you stand wider? No. Uh, so I, if I'm, I think I'm thinking of the right one. Uh, so essentially, I do it with a bar just because it's a lot safer, and I'm like, I, I like doing it with the bar, but every now and then I'll do it with free weight. Do you do which, it in a... Squat rack? Yeah. So okay. you go get a, so uh, a straight you can't, bench. Like, fall over. Yeah. You go get a spray, straight bench. Um, the the name of the game is not to try and squat your fucking squat PR because if you're going to do 415 on one leg, you're you're a monster and I you you're, you scare me. Like, I no. But uh, I normally do about 70, 80 pounds of uh, splits. So it's one foot out. One foot back on the bench, uh, kind of like propped up, like oh okay yeah. And then what you're doing is you're actually uh, just squatting essentially on one leg, uh, kind of like a lunge. Okay, like I was like that's basically yeah. Lunge. It's, it's static lunges essentially. Okay. 
Um, and I normally do about like six sets of 10 on that, which like burns after the fourth, but it feels really good. And it also gives you those nice juicy hamstrings that everybody likes to look at. Um, and then after that, it's, uh, hip abductors and, uh, what is it? Uh, hip abductors and hip extension. I don't know. It's the one where you so it's the one where you you go out and then the coochie clapper one. <laughs> yeah, I, I okay. love I love calling it the coochie clapper because like it, it works like the inner, uh, your inner thigh, and then mm-hmm. your outer thigh. Um, I'll yes. do that for. I'll, honestly, I'll do that one for maybe like four or five sets of like six to twelve, depending on how I feel and how my legs feel, but. Yeah, no, I, I I do some pretty gnarly stuff. And then I'll do lunges uh, with a, like, like a little 60-pound free weight, and I'll just like lunge across the back end of the treadmills because it's Planet Fitness. Like I don't, have, uh, I don't have the luxury of just grabbing a 45 bar with like two big tractor tires on it and then lunging across the entire like squat rack area of like species. So I have to make do with what I got for now until I can get back into a big boy gym. Um, and then, yeah, Randall was like surprised. He's like, bro, you cut a lot of weight since Copperhead. I was like, yeah, dude, I wasn't happy. Mm-hmm. I looked at my, I looked at, I was watching, it was specifically cause I was editing a video for David and oh, I was yeah. like, fuck dude, I'm fat again. <laughs> like I, it happens every time. I just like kind of lose my, uh, lose myself for a minute and then I come back and I just get juicy. Like I'm, I'm just trying to be sexy now. Like I'm doing jujitsu, man. That was also why I wanted to do legs was because uh, jujitsu, like, like you gotta have a strong base, and like, mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I once you get like rolled too many times, you're like, okay, you know, it's time, it's time to put in a little bit of work somewhere. Which I know Randall's gonna yell at me now and go, well, all the guys that have giant muscles normally tap out uh, really quick or end up burning all their energy. It happens, but I also, you know, I want the strength in my legs because I want to have powerful leg. I don't want anybody to move whenever I'm, like, fucking just pressing them onto the floor. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. And I'm and I'm short, so, like, I have to have big legs. If I have a big, big upper body but skinny legs, I'm going to look like a freaking dreidel, but upside down. What? Yeah, so, all right, a dreidel. Okay. But upside down. So with the stick down, that's going to be my lower half. The, the the top part of the dreidel will be my okay. big my big upper torso. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, but no, I, that's my workout routine for legs for the most part. Like normally, I will like especially now I do split them up uh, between days. I just wanted to do nonstop legs because I felt like a little bitch, and uh, then uh, like twenty five dollar bullshit planet fitness gym made me feel like a bitch even more so (laughs) like also fuck planet fitness i hate planet fitness it's like oh it's a judgment-free zone no motherfuckers are judging you with their eyes like (laughs) you you know like when you know somebody's looking at you and judging you oh yeah yeah that's that's what it's like at planet fitness is like somebody's like watching you work out and i'm like hey bro you got a problem like i'm just trying to like you know get my get my workout in and go home stop looking at me like my eyes are up here. Stop looking at my ass. 
I do get really jealous of uh, of guy ass though. I'll say it exactly like that. Okay. I, I mean it. So jealous of dude ass in the gym, bro. Some dudes have bigger ass than I do, and I'm like, man, I don't want that. I don't know. I have strong glutes, but I just have a naturally flat butt. I don't. I don't believe it. Wait, your ass is round, Jade. It's so it's wide. I would know. I've spent time staring at it. No, I know. <laughs> so I've got like wide hips and thighs, but in terms of like the actual backside, it's very flat. That's something I want to. I mean, I, you do enough walking that it's like that. That 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 butt's gonna be a bubble. But yeah, but like, I don't know. When I look at a dude's ass, that's what I'm looking for. <laughs> it's like the the, the the nice yeah roundness. Yeah, it's gotta be yeah. Like, it's it's all it's like the the one dude that like has been making his rounds. He wears like the white shooting suit, or like the white top, and the then the white little short shorts. But he's got like the most humongous ass. Like he's like the bubble butt guy, where like it was like the news reporter sitting there, and he's like walking with his bodyguards, and he's just got like like giant bubble ass. I don't know. Who no, you're oh my about. lord, I'm going to have to go and find this. I forget. He's like a he's like a uh, content creator, comedian kind of guy, and he's just been doing this. Like he'll do some of the most outlandish stuff, but he still has the bubble ass. Okay. It's like redonkulously huge. Yeah. Fuck, I, I'll have to show you them later. It's it's okay. it's hilarious, but that that's like the ass that you're thinking of. You just don't realize it. Mm-hmm. It's like, like he's like me. He's short and like stocky, but it's just ass. I want the ass of a rugby player. I want the ass of a jujitsu master. <laughs> like that's an ass. That's a guy that only does legs. All the upper bodies from jujitsu. <laughs> Like, no. Fuck. Man, rug I you know what? Rugby players, I Yeah. Yeah. You know, they got they got a lot of ass. That's that's a lot of that's a lot of wagon to be dragging. You know. Fucking Damn. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. also go vote, nerds. Uh if you haven't already. Which by the time you listen to this, I think voting will be over. Uh yeah. Well, I mean, unless you get this out like an hour after we finish. Yeah, no, I got like a, I got a dinner to go to. I got to go see somebody. Ain't no way this is getting out tonight. Well, make sure you voted, you know, whoever you voted for. I don't give a fuck because I I voted for who I voted for. And I, I I hope y'all don't give a fuck. Like, yeah, I, I'm not about to jump into the politics spiel. I, I get very passionate about the politic bullshit, mostly because I don't fuck with it, and I hate it. But, uh, yeah. Um, So, there's no real way to segue into this, but, uh, yeah, HPA. Speaking of another divisive yeah. topic. Yes. We're not going to talk about politics, but we'll get into it. We'll open this bag. Yeah, of worms. we'll open up this can of worms. Fucking uh, HBA versus AG. Uh, this is probably like the most common, if not like always battled topic. Yeah, well, there's like two arguments. Yeah, there's Speedsoft versus Milsim, and there's yeah. HBA versus AG. Yeah, which and way, there's usually quite a bit of crossover in that. 
Yeah, it's, oh, well, Milsimers always use AEGs. Oh, well, no, we don't. Yeah. You know, well, speed softers always use HPA. No, well, no we don't. They don't. <laughs> it's very, it's very like personal preference. Uh, I run both, so I'm kind of the hybrid, and I you run both as well, right? I feel like most people have both. Yeah. I mean, some people have preferred, and they go all into one, but I don't know. I feel like most people will have both. Yeah. Mostly because if you're, if you're starting out and you're still trying to understand Airsoft, like, it's going to take maybe about 10 years at most for you to fully realize what it is you truly want. You spend about 10 years trying to figure out what, what your perfect gun is and like what, what you truly want. Um, maybe about five years, uh, 10 years yeah, is a bit of a years, stretch. Years, um, maybe like, by the 10th year, couple. you're like stubborn on what you want at that it's point. It's at least going to take a couple of years. Yeah. So like, figure out what you know, your, save your money. You if like you, if you mostly been running AGs and you, you know, you're getting kind of bored and you want to change a pace, um, try HPA. Yeah. It's, it's a little bit more expensive. Uh, but that's to be expected with HPA because, you know, you have to buy a tank, a regulator, a line, then you got to buy the engine that is already expensive in itself. The jacks normally go for about what three fifty brand new. Uh, I can't remember what they uh, are. It's like three twenty five, three fifty. I feel like every time I look at them, they're more expensive than the last time. Yeah, because it's like three fifty yeah, for a jack. Three forty seven to. 372. Is that like 50. with a specialty one? Yeah, depending on which one. Like a standard M4 347. Okay. That, actually, um, that makes a lot of sense. Which, I mean, you are going to spend significantly more. But depending on what you're trying to do, uh, an HPA system might actually be more cost effective. Depending on yeah. what you're trying to do. Like, with AEGs, you know, everything breaks down at some point. You know, oh, you blew out a bevel gear. You know, the the, the common error uh, that still happens to this day is, you know, oh, you're out playing with your friends and you you play play with your BB guns, your BB gats, and uh, you go home, you put your rifle down. Well, what did you forget to do? Unplug the battery. So, you know, it's happening I never forget for, to unplug my battery. Yep. I, you, you, everybody does it once and they never forget. Like it's, it's one of those things that like, you know, it, it happens, you buy a new motor and then you're like, I'm never doing that again because that motor was fucking expensive. Like it's like 40 bucks for a motor, which rolls into me saying that, you know, everything breaks at some point. Um, and you end up probably spending the same amount, if not more than you would on an HPA setup. Um, Mostly because, you know, you're either upgrading or you're replacing parts. Uh, you know, with yeah. HPA, you're also going to, you know, upgrade your barrel, upgrade your bucking, upgrade your hop-up, obviously, because, you know, flat hop master is. Yeah, but in general, what I say to people is if you want maximum performance, HPA is going to be more cost-effective than AEGs. Because with an HPA, you basically just buy an engine, put it in, barrel hop up your grid. Yeah. Whereas it's a lot more parts 
and a lot, lot more labor to uh, build a like a DSG or a TSG now, SSG. or even like a ten to one SSG, yeah. where you're getting bleeding edge performance. It's a lot of expensive parts and a lot of labor. That's the big thing. Don't people don't factor in is building a very high speed AEG is a lot of labor. You got to do a lot of work to make them just right. Yeah. Which I also never understood. Um, I understand the speed builds. I get it. But just from talking to uh, buddies like Preston who have built literal DSGs on our tables in one day, man, will just <laughs> yeah. come into town from Louisiana and like, yeah, let me get like all these parts really quick and then we'll just build a DSG. Like, DSGs are cool, but I never understood the, uh, like, the purpose of them, mostly because they're always CQB guns. They're never going to push out past X amount of distance because... You just don't have the volume. Yeah. Like, it's just it's going too quick. Like, that's why I've always been an SSG guy, like, at 13-1, even 16-1, mostly because, like, I'd rather, like sacrifice speed for distance because I want to land accurate shots at distance and consistency. Yeah. Like I, I, I run both. Like obviously like I, I run a MTW now, uh, which is God tier because at 40 PSI, it just sips, but it pushes out maybe like a hundred feet, 150, if not mm-hmm. 200 on a three Oh on a two, it just goes to the moon. But, uh, like at that distance with that that amount of pressure like i don't with the amount of shooting i did at copperhead i wouldn't have needed a single air fill i didn't even need an air fill at uh copperhead because i i didn't do a lot of shooting i did a lot of thumping but mm-hmm. i didn't do a lot of like bb shooting mostly because i as a grenadier role you know you just kind of like hang back from time to time and thump when needed and go where needed mm-hmm. so i didn't do as much door kicking as i would have liked to but you know it Know your role. Yeah. You know, in the words of Shorzy, you know, we know our roles. Um, but with HPA, I just, my my discomfort is the fact that a lot of the shit I do, uh, which uh, even then it came down to how I built my gear. But uh, now that I have the SCPC, I'm like super slimmed down now in terms of my gear. So I'm not running as, as bulky of a setup anymore. Uh, which I do every year. I get like super slim, then I do super bulky. Uh, mm-hmm. Like having a having a tank on my back, trying to squeeze through, especially at Fort Hood, just this little crack in the wall. It it gets a little taxing because you know you can't squeeze through there fast enough. Like you have to like shimmy your way through, and then there's also the added increment that like I don't want to bust my regulator because if I bust my regulator, my gun is now inoperable. Uh, versus the AEG aspect where my back is completely slick and, uh, which I'm also going to fix that with my HPA setup. I'm going to go to a dual, uh, dual lined, uh, 1500s. Yeah. One of the the amp rigs. Yeah. The amp dual rig. Uh, I do want to get one of those. And I'm, I'm going to run it on the Faro micro or -hmm. the Faro hydro in between Mm -hmm. that and my banger. So that way, you know, it'll still be a slimmer profile, but I'll be able to have my lines in it. And but, you can always pull them out and yeah. use it with just a high hydration pack in it. Yeah. Like, that's even, like, that's that's literally a dream mm-hmm. setup right there. 
But with the AG, all I have to do is at most, if we're controlling the building, but we're going through like a small crevice, it's just, hey, hold my rifle, and then I can just shimmy myself through. Um, so there's 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 perks and downsides to both. Um, it really just comes down to what are you doing, how, how well do you want to do it, and why are you using it? Yeah. One thing is, so pretty much the only real drawbacks to HPA are cost and the tank yeah tank and line because you, um, you do have to maintain that tank yeah it's not just you buy it once and well, it works for a lifetime it's you don't have to maintain it's not that much maintenance it's less maintenance than like batteries and AGs. yeah like see but at that point by the time like you know if you're using the right battery shout out get titan power um you know sponsored not sponsored <laughs> uh definitely i i don't even know i can't even i can't even attest to that statement right now but uh hopefully soon you know we're praying uh if you're using like a titan power battery it's like what 40 bucks for a battery but that battery like i had a gen i had a first batch uh first generation battery that lasted me three years yeah i i got my money back from that battery in the first Mm -hmm. year so um it's all about you know like with the tank if if it like i've got one that's been hasn't been hydroed in like six years so and it but it's still running fine. So I've I've made my money back in that tank. Even though I got it for free, if I did buy it, I would have gotten my money back. You just have to your tank. Yeah, I know. Um, um especially yeah, being but, an aluminum boy. <laughs> oh. uh, aluminum's actually not as bad as carbon. It's more more more. It's not as dangerous. It's it's recommended that you take care of the carbon just a hairpin more yes. than the aluminum. Yeah. Both you need to take care of. However, yeah. Take care of failures on tanks. a carbon tank are more catastrophic than failures on a yeah, aluminum if, tank. If you ever wanted to be a makeshift IED, don't take care of your tank. Cuz But that's another big thing is uh a lot of people are concerned about safety. Yeah. Which I can understand cuz you are essentially strapping a bomb to your back. Um but Pretty much all of these parts are built, are way overbuilt. Yeah, um, like you have to have massive safety margins. Yeah, you have to mess up. You have to really screw up to get that thing to pop. Which and also, they've been using HPA tanks for paintball guns for fifty years. Yeah, you would think they'd they'd have it down to a science now. Yeah, so like, if if that tank fucks up, just know you're getting your money back, and then some. Because they're like, yeah, yeah that we messed up big time. Yeah. So the the likelihood of a catastrophic failure is very very small. Yeah. Like you you um, always hear the stories of like guys' discs going off. You know, like the, yeah, but the that's tank why rattle. the burst discs are there. Yeah. And that's there's that's pressure the reliefs procedure. on the tank. There's pressure reliefs in the regulator. So if you have an issue with them, the worst thing I've ever had seen personally happen with a HPA was somebody plugged a unregulated line into a green gas drum magazine god damn it you had to go there shout out to austin uh mr vader uh the the surviving ref of high ground uh from that catastrophe that happened i did you you realize that there were a lot of things that happened that kept him alive from that like because he he very much could have been like bleeding out on the floor I mean, he would have been bleeding that bad. 
like there there were some parts that like if he didn't have something in the way at that time it would have gone like straight to his head like yeah. straight to his neck yeah like but, that that thing blew up yeah and but he basically he had a pretty bad bruise on his hand yeah i think it was he like like sprained his thumb or whatever he had something happen with his thumb. Yeah, his his thumb was sprained, and he had a pretty bad bruise. Yeah, which is, I mean, that's like that's the best case scenario for that. Yeah, like that thing so, was blown all high hell. Like, so for all you HPA tap nerds, uh, if it doesn't have a specific, you know, little dial there that says zero to one twenty, don't fucking plug it in. Also. The plugs for unregulated lines, that is high pressure, 6 to 800 PSI, is not the same as the regulated lines that are like 40 to 120 PSI. Polar Stars take 120 PSI max. Um, and Green Gas, a lot of times they can take more than that. Uh, especially if you're running CO2, usually they take up to like 800, so... A lot of times, CO2 guns, if you convert them to HPA, you you end up using unregulated lines. Yeah. Hell, there's the... But was it, the uh, connectors are different, and they should be different. If they're not different, that is a... I'm just confused, too, because like that guy was like using that for a while. Yeah, and I... And it just now decided to happen. Well, no. Uh, from what I heard, he, he actually converted it recently. Okay. That's still insane. Like, but yeah, so that was 3k straight to the mag. No, it was 800, 800 straight to the mag. Yeah. Like it was, that's still insane. Yeah. That it held for three shots and then decided to go like, cause I I remember that whole situation cause I was in the kitchen. Like I was back in the kitchen whipping up pizzas like I always do. And, Mm -hmm. uh, next thing you know, I come out and like, Austin looked like he had just like developed shell shock. Oh yeah, he was because he, he was, was he was shock. like, what happened? And like, yeah, everyone's like talking about an explosion in the front vestibule, and I was like, what? Like, because I didn't hear a thing. I didn't even hear the explosion. I just heard like a rapid rush of air, which was the tank completely draining out of the port. Mm-hmm. And then I look over, and I just like his hands fucked up. I was like, oh my god. Like that, that's like, that's, that's best case scenario for him. But yeah. there's also been guys he, that have like so, had disruption on their back. I had it happen to me at old high ground. I fell mm-hmm. and I just heard, and I was like, uh Oh, like, so I, I like stripped off my rig and I just like tossed it off of me. Cause like I was running across main street and you know, I, sometimes I run, run a little too fast for my own legs. And so I, I tripped, banged my <laughs> noggin and then did a, a somersault onto the tank reg. Mm-hmm. And then I just hear like a buzzing sound, so I just stripped my stuff off, like shimmied it off, and I just looked at it, and I was like, "Are you gonna go? Are you gonna explode? No, okay. Never use that tank after that." Have you seen the videos of? Uh, there's a bunch of videos of people uh, falling on their paintball. Yeah, markers, the, dude, the one of the and guy that slides in and it rockets out yeah. over his shoulder. That was a CO2 one too. Oh, CO2 ones take off like a rocket, dude. That I oh. and it, it like spun around and hit his teammate in the face. Yeah, I was like, dude, <laughs> yeah, that that's scary. 
Like that's why I want to do the the dual fifteen hundreds, just because like it's still slim enough on my back. You mean a uh, fifteen cubic inch? Yeah, fifteen cubic inch, not fifteen hundred psi. It's way more than that. Yeah, it's like what are they like twenty five hundreds? Uh, those are usually thirty or three thousand. The little we're talking about the same one, like the old like uh, rental ones. Yeah, like like, like the, the ones on the on the Tipman ones. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are fifteen cubic inch. Okay. Uh, three thousand psi. Okay. Even better, like. But so, there are some risks involved with HPA. So you do have to treat it with respect. Yeah. But if you use it within its parameters, it's totally safe. You have. You have to go do something outside of the proper procedure in order to really get hurt. Yeah, and, and there's a lot of TLC uh, involved with HPA, uh, just same as an AEG. Uh, when AEGs get dirty, they let you know. You know, they, They'll run a little bit differently or they'll just completely stop. Uh, with HPA, they get dirty very easily as well. Uh, there's a lot of moving parts. Uh, there's not that many moving parts. Uh, there's, there's, there's like there, four or there's five. A, yeah, there's like four or five moving parts, but it's still a lot in terms of like taking it down. But yeah, yeah, I mean, like O rings. Th- there's not a lot of maintenance loop. with uh, HPA systems, but there is some. You, you got to clean and lubricate them. Yeah, and and don't leave them in your car. Oh yeah, don't do yeah, that. Yeah, especially if you're living in the south or in a spot where it gets particularly hot. Yeah, the heat and humidity. Yeah, they'll uh, kill your O rings. Is not good for O rings. Yeah, um, and that's the big that's the biggest issue you'll have with HPA systems is uh, splitting O rings or shrinking O rings or or shooting an O ring. Yeah, just fires it out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, the big advantage to AEGs is cost. Yeah, that's the main thing. Uh, they don't cost as much to build. So if you're not trying to do something super duper high speed, uh, yeah, I mean you can get a solid one for like two, three hundred bucks. Yeah. I always like if somebody is trying to go from a they've only ever used like a stock AEG. I basically just tell them get an AEG with a Titan in it, just yeah. like mostly stock internals. Just put a Titan in it, and it's gonna be better than eighty yeah. percent of guns on the field. Like it's just like I dude I I love gate like Jevtron I Lane has been you know telling me a bit about the Jevtrons and I still don't really touch trust Jevtrons. I, I well look you gotta remember we, me and you are both tainted by the Jevtron issue that yeah I, mean, I know they are better but I, it's, yeah they they've they've made some works and. uh they're they're better now, so I'm actually willing to give it a benefit of the doubt. Uh, you know, it's just it's just every company has its hiccups. Yeah, I'm I'm still not but comfortable recommending. Yeah, them. I I use I use Gate because it's what I know and it's what I trust. Um, and I'm actually excited uh, for the new G and G G threes coming out. Um, mm, mm-hmm. which everyone's like, I heard it, like all the guys talking because uh. Justin got PTSD to like the Sistemas whenever because oh. uh, like it's a split it's a it's a split gearbox and we were talking about this before we we even spun up the the podcast was uh, if we talked about this before but now that they have like a full demo video out of it 
it's actually pretty interesting. But they show like my only question is where's the motor, and like the motor's in the grip exactly like normal. But they 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 advertise it as if you could just take out the wiring for the for the trigger unit, like the little MOSFET trigger unit, as if like it would just pull right out. Like you unhook it from the buffer tube. And then you just unscrew the front screw and it comes right out. I was like, what about the motor wiring? I would assume it probably just plugs in. It probably just has plugs at the top of the grip. Oh, like you mean inside the receiver? Yeah. Or just like Well, it, it probably in? just has a plug. See, but they but they didn't take out the, the the gear cassette. Yeah. It just stayed in the in the thing and I was like, uh like cuz normally if there's going to be something like that above the motor like plugged in, you well, it's like, probably run up to where the where uh, the the MOSFET FCU is. board is. Okay, or the ETU board. Yeah, they didn't they it. didn't really go into extensive detail on it in the diagram, but it it's looking like everything's optical for it, uh, which I like. I I like it, but I don't know how to feel about the hop up. The hop up is if it's if it works good, then great. If it don't, if it don't, then. You better hope somebody makes a retro arms or mats or someone's going to have to get to work. Like repair kit for it at least because like my only concern is like those optics, like opticals eventually they have a lifetime. Yeah, but it's much longer than switches. True. Switches only have a certain number of cycles because before they just like trip out. Yeah. Yeah. It's still just a little little piece of metal that's bending back and forth. Yeah. And that... I that mean, metal we, can only we still have so yet to times. see anybody redevelop a two four nine micro switch that isn't just that metal fin that's going to bend at the wrong time, yeah, or snap. I don't know. The two four nine micro switches aren't that bad. I like them more than most because they're pretty chonky. I like them because you can go get better ones. Yes, you can they're, get better they're, ones. They're definitely just like run of the mill, like actual micro switches. And what a lot of people don't understand is you can actually repair them too. You can actually pop them open and then just like change out the them. yeah. Okay. I actually didn't know that. I I ran a software a little bit. Yeah, so you can just pop the switches open, and you can actually see how they work. It's just okay. a bunch of springs and little yeah, metal contacts. Because I know they make like other variations of those micro switches, and it's the yeah, same it's, shit. It's a standard like form factor. Yeah, but you can get them from a thousand different companies. Yeah, which I I like. And in general, the bigger the switch, the better, because that just means it's going to have bigger springs. Bigger springs are going to have more metal, and more metal is going to last longer. It's going to last more cycles. Uh, that's why people like the uh, the fusion engines more than uh, like the standard uh, trigger boards. Yeah. For like Jackson uh, F1, F2s. Yeah. Because they got bigger switches. So yeah. they're more clicky, more precise, and last longer. Yeah, and you see that when they do the uh, upgrade boards, I can't. Remember. There's a few different companies that make them, but the upgraded trigger boards for Polar Stars, they switch them to a larger switch. Okay, it's actually pretty nice. Yeah, I've, I'm because the FE is like I actually like them. The FE's got the button. The F1, F2. Uh, yeah, the FE has that like plunger switch. Yeah, it's got the the big button boy, which I really like because you can you can feel it. Uh, yeah. no, I've always been on the fence with buttons, but I've also definitely like just completely shattered <laughs> <laughs> FCU trigger switches. Oh my! 
I mean, I've the only thing I could say is I've definitely swam with an HPA gun that wasn't meant to be swam with. Uh, it was like Southern Front one. It was it poured its ass off, and I'm like walking around and uh, at D14 like they have the creek bed. Mm-hmm. Well, seeing how it was raining, the creek was up. So when I tried crossing it, I was like, oh, sick. That's like, that's a soft spot. Cause I was walking in, I was already dead and I didn't want to like walk all the way down, then cross through it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I crossed like in the middle section. I found like what I thought was solid footing. And then I just feel my boot go even further. And I was like, uh oh. So I had my rifle like up and my, like, it's at my chin now. And I thought I felt another solid spot. And then I go in the drink and my rifle just slams down in the water. And I pull it up. And I shoot it, shoot it, shoot it, and it's still going. It's like solid. It still shoots. Get back to the fob and stop shooting. I was like, damn it, man. And like I had to use Kurt's Crytac and I was like, fuck. And he's like, Oh yeah, that thing shoots beams. It was shooting into the dirt. Um <laughs> the hop up was not great on it. Like that's yeah. that's just like it, when it comes down to it, it's it's all personal preference as well. But it's really just how much do you want to spend, and do you want the performance of a HPA, or do you yeah. want the longevity of an AEG? Yeah, I will say. So the the one thing that kept me from getting an HPA for a long time is I didn't want to have the tank in line. Yeah, I don't want to have to deal with it. That's everybody's um, main main problem is like I just don't want to carry a tank on my back. But then I mean, once you you get used to it pretty quick. Yeah. And it's also nice with carbon tanks because they are way lighter. Like they are pretty light. Like the, you yeah. don't have to worry about the weight. It's right, the half the time you'll forget it's there, and you'll just hear a thunk whenever you're going through a door, and you're like, "Oh yeah." Yeah, like I have a 90 cubic inch carbon, and it weighs less than a 15 cubic inch aluminum tank. Yeah, and you can even go get like, like paintball shops have like even smaller ones, but still hold the right amount. Yeah, the a lot of the Speedsoft guys like the. Uh, 48 cubic inch carbons or even like uh they make the little uh it's the cylindrical light. ones yeah the little hammer made ones they hold. they're like 20 cubic 20, inch or something yeah 24 it doesn't hold a lot but it's still like it's still enough to play here yeah i don't like the spherical ones just because it's a weird it's a weird form factor to carry around yeah but um yeah and if you're playing indoors you don't need that much air because most places just you can fill out the field. Yeah. So it's not like it has to last you all day. Um, yeah. But you, you get used to the tank in line after a while. And another thing is, so cost-wise, the more HPA guns you have, the more cost-effective it becomes because you don't have to buy tanks and lines and regulators for each gun. Yeah. You buy your air setup once, and then what usually happens with people is they like, they'll buy one HPA gun and get their air reg all set up, and then they start buying a bunch. Every every one of their guns becomes HPA. Okay. Because the first time you buy it, you're spending like a thousand dollars just on air rig to run the gun. Probably not that much, but like minimum, you're spending like three four hundred dollars on tank line and regulator. But then. Once you already have all that stuff, you're like, well, it's only like $500 to build a whole Polar Star. I think somebody's here. Yeah, somebody just turned the lights on. Wait, did y'all not have the lights on? Not these ones. Huh. Weird. (laughs) Weird. 
Okay. That just like really tripped me out for a second. I was like, what the fuck? Um, yeah, so you usually end up seeing like once somebody like gets their first HPA, they end up buying more and more yeah. because the more you have, the more cost effective it becomes. Yeah, my, my thing is just like, especially for going to events, if I am like taking an HPA rifle because my AEG is down at the moment, I normally always have an AEG backup because if the HPA goes down, you're, you're hard down. Like, yeah, if you, if you can't get air or your regulator's bad or whatever, uh, yeah, it's nice to have something else to fall back on. Yeah. That's why most people, usually they have both. Most people, they'll, they'll still keep at least one AEG around just for when they don't want to carry a tank. They don't want to wear their, their full plate carrier. Yeah, it, um, it is nice to just put on a chest rig and run around half the time. Yeah, I mean that's why it's still that's why most of my guns are still AGs because sometimes yeah. I just want to just fucking fly. Yeah, just throw a chest rig on and just, just lay hate. Yeah, like nice breezy. Yeah, it's relaxing. Yeah, but you know you can fix that with body armor vent. Yeah. <laughs> I actually need to. See, Dave, David's in town, so I'll talk to him. <laughs> so it's actually who I'm going to dinner with tonight. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, we're gonna we're gonna talk shop, do all that, nice. all that, all that airsoft business shit. Not really. We're just gonna go get sushi and just fuck around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Another thing is that's uh, fairly new still is the mechanical pneumatic HPA systems, yeah. as opposed to the electro pneumatic. There's also a lot more competition in just the electromagnetic HPA in general. We were talking about Gate earlier. They're coming out with their new uh, system. It's not just Polar Star anymore. Yeah. Which, I mean, it was Polar Polar Star. Well, actually, no. Genericized. It was uh, Polar Star pretty much made it like. Because what's wild, too, is like everybody forgot about Redline. Like, a lot of people forgot that Redline had me, uh, mechanical units for the longest time. It was mechanical pneumatic. Yeah, but they weren't that good. They weren't that good, but they did perform. Yeah, they did. Um, then then Polar Star came out, and then everyone was like, oh, let me get... I was like, oh, yeah, hey, y'all realize Redline also, you know, has them too. And then now Gate, and now probably in the future, Wolverine. Yeah. I see them doing it yeah, just later I, on down the road. I still don't think it's been, like, perfected. I think there's still room for improvement for the mechanical systems. Um, I would so actually see Wolverine taking it to the next level, to, like, what what uh, the Kytheras couldn't, yeah. where they will actually integrate the charging handle uh, cocking mech into it. Um, I can see it'd them be, doing that. It'd be amazing to make a MTW that's like all mechanical, yeah. just all set up. Like it's to, it's ready to go. Like you rack that handle, the uh, trigger kicks into place, and you're like, "Fuck yes!" Mm-hmm. And like it just it it chooches. Yeah, that's what it does. I I would totally buy that. Which I actually saw it on the website here. They uh they have um. I say this like we're tied into them uh, on Evic. They actually have the uh, the MTW triggers, the Max ones. Yeah, I just saw that today. Yeah, I was like, "Ooh, looks like I'm gonna go get a trigger for my <laughs> MTW." And it looks uh, like it has an adjuster screw on it. Also, I don't understand what the difference between the Type E. Oh, it's all like 
It's the shape of the trigger bow. All right, I'm definitely getting a t- uh, a style E trigger. I can't. Remember which one's the style? It's e? the flat triggers. Oh, it's the completely. Yeah, flat. I like flat triggers because uh, I got I got to shoot a Geisley. I trigger. don't like completely flat triggers. I like slight curve. So you triggers. like the you you like the style D where it's got like a little bit of a curve. Yeah, that's like perfect for me. See, I don't mind the flat because like I I I shoot flat fingered, so like. I don't know why the curves are just a little weird to me. Like I, I'll shoot oh. with them fine. I've shot plenty of guns with uh, curved triggers. I just I really like the flat just a bit more. Yeah, I don't know. the The completely flat ones just feel kind of weird to me. I don't know. It's not bad on like a Geisley. Like I, I shot a Geisley trigger cassette, and I was like, "Ooh, yeah." Is, but like, imagine if it had just like a slight curve. <laughs> <laughs> See, I I will imagine. That all, that's all I'll do. I'll keep shooting Geisley flat trigger packs. Fuck it. Um, speaking of what's on the website, too. Um, but, yeah, make sure y'all, like, put some thought into buying an HPA. I think I think everyone should try it, cost permitting. Yeah. But uh, speaking... Buy, build a jack. Of or, this. like, a Polestar jack or a... Uh, like a Start off with a jack. That's usually right. Mostly because like the F two is the F two is complicated, and, and also it, it most people brain. don't need any better than a jack. Yeah, a jack will suffice for quite a while. Yeah, like I I just sold mine, so you know I but, that, but that's because I got bored with Polar Stars and I have an MTW that sips and doesn't bleed air, so like I'm happy. I'm yeah, happy well, the also MTW. the MTWs are just god tier. They feel so good. Oh yeah. Um. But speaking of new new products that hit the wine, uh, Jared's not going to give his opinion on it until he gets his hands on it. But I'm going to give my opinion, uh, seeing how. I mean, I have opinions. I'm just <laughs> I'm going to reserve judgment. Yeah, I think it's going to be ass. This thing it looks really cool, but that's what APS is known for. I also don't like the smooth texturing on the side of the gun. Do you want to tell the people what you're actually looking at? It is the BSF-19 from F1 EMG and APS. Well, it's the EMG F1 licensed uh, BSF-19, but it is manufactured by APS. And for all of y'all that have bought an APS gun in the past and realized just how great APS can be (laughs) and just how much they miss that mark, I would not recommend buying this pistol. It looks really good. Don't get me wrong. That is something that APS is good at doing. They make guns that you're oh, like, yeah. APS oh, yeah. APS and F1. Like, don't. Don't. Because I, it's got that same plastic nozzle. Like, that's hot. Yeah, see? It looks hot. They got they got black and like, bronze. They've got the red and gold. They've got Ooh. the Iron Man gun. They've got freaking raw, which is... It looks like they just pulled it off of the line before Cerakoting. Like, <laughs> I I just, it it's too much for me. The fact that the pre-order is 179 and not 199 bucks is a little concerning. But, see, but would you buy one of those slides if they sold them Jared, aftermarket? Jared, you realize the one you just showed me is 1264, right? I did not realize yeah. that. Yeah. The bronze, the black and bronze CO2 and is $1,264. It, it's originally $1,405. That gun better shoot like a fucking dream. Does it shoot 9 mil? I, 
you know? Well, <laughs> that's, uh, I, I don't. How do they justify that? Like, the multicam one is 193. The orange and white, 179. Yeah, no, all these other ones are, like, are are the correct pricing. But the black and brown, that must be, like. Is that, like, a titanium slide? Maybe. I mean, we saw the same thing with the uh, sailing arms, the $900 freaking 2011. This doesn't say anything special. This doesn't say that this is a special gun. That's like that's just concerning. Is it a typo? <laughs> I really hope that's not a typo because if they just got money for that, they're probably like, uh What? Why is that so it must be an actual slide. It's got it. It has to be. That yeah, I, I'm glad I clicked on that because I would have been like, Oh yeah. Like even if it's just like a Cerakote, that's like that's an expensive ass Cerakote. Like the regular guns are like one ninety nine. I think it's a legit slide. That has like, to be like a titanium or a steel slide. Because we saw that with the salience, why some of them were like upwards of a thousand dollars. Well, yeah, you had the salience and uh, they had the Strike Industries. Yeah. Uh, with the titanium slide. Yeah, so it must be a titanium slide. Yeah, it's. That's still really funny though. I'm glad I clicked on that. Yeah, I. If you're going to buy this pistol, buy it with the knowledge that, you know. So, like I said, I'm going to reserve okay. judgment until I get my hands on it, but I don't have high hopes. Yeah. Like, I will say APS has is making improvements. So, pretty much every generation of gun they come out with is better than the last one. Um, yeah, like, you know, baby steps. But, I mean, like the XTPs, I cannot... Oh no! In good conscience, recommend an XTP no. to anyone. Like, no, but Just no. They're taking what they did on the XTPs and putting into this, and hopefully, it's going to be better than the XTPs. Fingers crossed. It might not be. Like I said, I'm going to reserve judgment. But Can't see it, but I'm crossing my fingers. They look hot. They look hot. However, comma, I don't know. Yeah. Also, is double. I think they're going to sell a shitload of them, just like they sell a bunch of F ones, and they sold a bunch of XDPs. Yeah, it's got F one in the name. So, also, I'm really excited for the double belt GP twenty fives that are coming out, mostly because of what Lane is developing. Oh wait, oh yeah, the uh, yeah. GP25s. yeah, because Lane Lane and I got to use the. Uh, he let me use his GP twenty five setup. Mm-hmm. Uh, for some uh for some testing of some uh parts and also speaking of lane and scum customs uh keep your eye out he's got some uh he's got some new products that he's uh working on and he's developing right now Uh, i'm not gonna uh discuss anything any further about what's coming out for it but uh yeah it's it's pretty hot and i'm actually really excited for his new parts that are coming out because all you stoner nerds out there are actually going to really love it this is also really confusing too, because this GP twenty five uses like a legit VOG twenty five style round. Yeah, I haven't looked. Like it's it's a VOG. It's got like the tapered uh, back end that clicks in. So I'm actually I'm actually curious that this is going to work with tagins. Is it GP twenty five or GP thirty? Uh GP twenty five, forty mil. Will this fit the WeTech GBBR AK forty seven? Yes. Maybe. 
I don't know. <laughs> like, to be determined. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wonder if it uses proprietary shells. It looks like it might. But, that you know, that means that tagging could actually, you know. Could this actually fire a legit VOG? Can we get our hands on an actual VOG? Well, VOGs aren't. Uh, uh, they're 37 mil. Also, oh, it'd be loose. Yeah. In this. Ah. Sorry, that's why we have 3D printing. You might be able to sleeve it. Yeah, we just put a, room. put a 3D, 3D printed Sabo around it. It wouldn't have to. You'd, you'd have to like put a steel sleeve in the barrel and then register it with the ATF, of course. <sighs> Fuck them. But maybe. You know what? We're just going to fly overseas and we're going to like take a trip over to Russia, grab a VOG, and we're just going to try it. Just just for shits and giggles. <laughs> then we're going to go home. <laughs> Fuck it. I mean, it's it's not illegal to discharge a VOG 25 in Russia. Come on now. They're at war. Oh, there's, there's plenty in kicking around uh, Ukraine right now. Exactly. Sure, good find one. <laughs> gonna be all over the market. They're uh, converting them to uh, drop from drones. <laughs> Have you seen those? Yeah, the three D printed uh, conversions. Yep, dude, I love it, man. Dude, they're do- they're doing some crazy shit. Also, by the way, for your, all you uh, businessmen out there, if you want a next uh, next torch titanium alloy tactical pen, you can get one from evic.com for $72. Why you would, I don't know, but I just found that really, really humorous that we sell pens as well. But yeah, I, I don't have high hopes for that pistol, man. I just, I don't. I mean, I do I believe that one day APS will be great? Yes. Uh, do I see it being anytime soon? Sort of. Like, I'm just, I'm not... I'm not ready yet. Look, I'm I'm not going to say it's a bad gun until I feel it. Yeah. I'm not going to say it's a good gun. Like, I'm, I'm in the same boat where I cannot, in good conscience, recommend that gun to you. But what I can recommend to you is the Pro and CNC 52 round extended green gas mags coming out. Oh, we're going to Yeah, problems. they got, so they have 36 Sick. rounds and they have 52 rounders for... The Glocks. Now it says I I S S C M twenty two salient blues lone wolf. Yeah, Evic just always says that. Cause, yeah, it's because yeah. it it's a it's a way of saying it's compatible for the Glock nineteen. Also, it's for Glock nineteens without saying it's for Glock nineteen. Yeah, I love their I love APS's Mantis X as well. That is a Glock thirty four, but not a Glock thirty four. <laughs> what the? Yeah, go to go to page two of the new arrival scroll all the way down. It's right next to the uh, Ditech SLR uh, sight riser. Yeah. Speaking of getting our hands on guns, uh, I got to tear into one of the new Kedibue's, the Kedibue Originals. Yeah. It was an Eve. Um, I mean, it's it's Kedibue. Yeah. I did. You it's can't exactly, go wrong. You just an can't. A, it's a AG two point five. Yeah. Which is pretty good. Which, shout out to anybody from KWA that listens to us. We actually really love you guys. Like, Honestly? I, I still have yet to buy a KWA, pretty, but I've always tier. fielded them. And, <laughs> dude, I, I, I love them. I just... Actually, no, that's wrong. I did own a KWA. I had the LM4. That thing was a monster. Oh, yeah, LM4s are sick? Yeah. Like, oh, dude. I think it was the LM4C. Mm-hmm. And, like, the one they, they don't make the low-power bolt for anymore. So I had the hardest time trying to get, like, a field-ready gun. Look, KDB hasn't had a miss since the ATP. <laughs> Look, they had one dart that went into the fucking drywall, okay? The rest have been straight bullseyes. 
Ever like, since then, it's, it's pretty like, good. I've always pretty been good track record. a TM fanboy, but I will still sit here to the day I die and rep KWA. But, I, w- I would rather have a AEG3 than a MTW. Or not MTW, uh, NGRS. Too many, ac- too many letters in my head right now. Um, <laughs> MTW, yeah, NGRS. NGRS S- I would rather have a PTW. I, I would rather, rather have a AG 3.0. I, I mean, I agree. I, because I've had to take apart. <laughs> yeah, I know. I an know. NGRS many I'm times. Sorry. Now. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry. Like. I just, I, I, fucking Austin was like, hey, I need to come get my gun too. I was like, no, please. Please let me, <laughs> let me just keep it for a little bit longer. Uh, like, I, I really love the NGRSs, but man, do I fucking love KWA. But no, yeah. The new uh, KWA original series. Six millimeter podcast stamp of approval. Yep. That is, that is our, that is our official stamp right there. So. Which, uh, they are on sale right now if you want to get a deal. Well, yes, we have. I our, don't know how long they're going to be have our resident on sale for. Evic.com co-host employee. They're on pre-order right now, but they're pre-order for November. So, but we all know how accurate those uh, yeah estimates are on Evic.com. Yeah, you know, for all shout out to all y'all that bought a Cybergun shotgun or pre-ordered <laughs> it. Man, y'all are determined. Way more determined than I am. But yeah, for for two hundred fifty dollars. That's not bad. It's, it's a pretty good deal. Like that's that's like that's that's a solid starter. See, gun. but now would you buy one of those or would you buy an ARP nine? I would buy one of those. I well, you you realize you just debated M four mags versus nine mil mags, right? Well, they make them in uh yeah, they make them in the five five six. Variant. They make them in like eight different masks. <laughs> yeah, I personally, I would go for the kwa just because uh like in terms of warranty you just go back to kwa like you do all your warranty stuff through kwa and yeah KWA is they, they, good say, they take good care of you they're they're good people like they're really sweet and they're really nice like i i've yet to find a kwa person that's a fucking dickhead like all the kwa guys that have come down they're just they're they're really nice and they're like they they love talking about their product like you see some oh, yeah. companies that and you could tell they all love it. Yeah. Yeah, they're all fucking they're all nerds like us. Like it's it's like as if you're talking to your buddy at the airsoft table and he's just yep. like fucking going on about this new product. And you're like, "Fuck yeah." Like hell, the 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 thing that sold me on KWA was I needed a low power bolt and the dude gave me his business card. He's like, "Hey, call me." Mm, like mm-hmm. I will like I'm pretty sure we still have something probably sitting around that we can get you. And I was like, "Dude, hell yeah." Like he went out of his way to like have me reach out to him and I, I I never did and I felt like an asshole for it but like just that that gesture was like what had me sold on KWA yeah which like you know it'd be really cool if they sponsor the podcast but if they don't like I'm still gonna fucking buy your product <laughs> no matter what yeah. like I'm still gonna recommend product like KWA as a go-to so these uh the KWA originals being a kind of like original design, like not really based off any particular gun in yeah, it's just the real world. Um, I think that's actually a, I actually, it's a trend in airsoft now that I actually like. It's I just think, companies doing their own stuff. Yeah, like they're not basically stuck to like 
yeah. real world designs. Like the Calicos, the F1s, the the Salients, the, yeah, the like, Colt M4. Yeah, like I don't need a Noveski. Yeah, whatever. N- n- nobody like, wants I don't, fucking I don't give two shits about having a logo on the side of my gun. Um, yeah. Which, I mean... You're paying for that logo. Yeah. These Kitaway Originals look look good. They feel good. I mean, they're like kind of similar. Another reason, so a big reason a lot of airsoft companies are doing this right now is because there's a lot of legislation in uh, Europe and now Canada that yeah. you can't have replica firearms. So it can't be an exact copy of an existing firearm. So that's why you saw like things like the uh, the G14s. Yeah. Um, which is essentially just it's an Ares uh, G36 with a different yeah different it's, plastic it, outside. Yeah. So those were made specifically for the German market where there's yeah the uh, laws certain regulations on restrict. replica firearms. Yeah. So I guarantee you that's why KWA did this. Yeah, the GSG14s. Yeah, GSG14. Yeah, which is um, really cool. Like yeah, they're sick. They're kind of chunky, but I kind of like it. They're they're chunky, but I do like the fact that they're electric pullback. And they do have non-electric blowbacks as well. Yeah. I like EBPs. Also, it's, they're pretty... It's all like uh, uh, G36 internals. So. Yeah. Um, but I think this is a good trend. There's the KWA originals. So like the Eve, Lucy, a bunch of different names for them. Yeah, the Scar 47. Yeah. Um, AEP 01. Which that's uh, seen a lot of success. Yes. Yeah. You, you go tell tell the world. Tell the world. Tell them. Let them know. Let them know what. Give give them give them the AAP love. I don't know. I haven't had a whole bunch of experience, but I want to build one. I think that's going to be my next build because I've just seen the industry has taken it and really embraced it in the aftermarket. Oh yeah. Um. Which I love to see. I think we need to see more of it like that. Yeah. Um, because it's not... I think because it's not something like super real world specific, it gives people license to do their own thing. I mean, it's... be super creative with it. It's it's a Ruger 22, but just with... But know. it's not. Yeah. It's like sort it, it of... Gi- it gives me that Ruger 22 vibe with like the, the barreled front end. Yeah, like it's clearly inspired by that, yeah. which the Ruger... Uh, like it's like the if, Mark, if Mark a Ruger fours. shot nine mil, is what yeah. It is. But I mean, there's there's been guns similar to that before. Yeah, like you could say, I mean, a Ruger is just a copy of a Nambu. Yeah, if you think about it. Yeah, because Nambus were around first. It's like a Nambu, but it looks like it has a suppressor on the front end. Front end. Yeah, or like I mean, there's a Browning Buck Mark, which is just a copy of a Ruger, but yeah. Like I, I love how it was. The AAPs came out actually when they were on pre-order. I think all the all the parts came out before the AAP dropped. Yeah, Action Army had a bunch of parts dropping. Yeah, with them. and I was like, dude, that was so cool to see. Just like with Silencer, Silencer Co. partnering up with uh, Crytek. Mm-hmm. Like all their like you've got the mags, you've got the holster, you've got the the bu- the baffle kit. Yeah, you've got all the stuff already out for it, and that's and I think something that, that has we don't to do see. that has a lot to do with uh, Action Army making the pistols. Yeah, because Action Army started as an aftermarket company. Yeah, 
um, which making, funny enough, that's actually similar to how parts. Polar Star worked. Yeah, Pol- Polar Star sold, sold a lot of just like internal parts and everything. Which I mean, shout out to the one guy that still has a Polar Star spring. <laughs> yeah, but one thing I actually want to see a lot more of is uh, these like originals, originals, and like cyberpunk style stuff. I think time is perfect for it right now too. With the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> man, you've been playing a lot of cyberpunk. I played a bunch of it. I kind of fell off of it again. But I forgot I bought I it on more. PlayStation. When? And I haven't been able to play it like on my PC because I bought it on PlayStation. Oh, <laughs> what? Yeah. Why'd you do that? Because uh, I, I didn't have my PC at the time. Remember, I was still building it. Oh, yeah, that's true. So, um, like, I was gaming yeah, but on with Xbox. Like, with the Cyberpunk series and uh, 27 making a resurgence, um, I actually saw there is a, a 3D printable kit to make the uh, AAP1 into the Lexington from the game. No way. Yeah, it's pretty sick. That's actually really cool. Uh, let, me, let me see if we can find it. I like that. Uh, yeah, but there's like a bunch of cool s- stuff you can do with that. Um, and I think another great thing about the AP one is it's so cheap. Yeah. Um, it's it's like, like 99 bucks. Yeah. It's like 100 bucks, and then you can like... Because like with a Kappa, you spend like 179 and then you put about eight hundred dollars worth of parts. Yeah, it's like one seventy nine. Or if you want to buy one of like what? What is the final the total ones? of your kappa? Like, like I don't want to know. Also, your site is uh, a little loose. Is it loose? Yeah. What? Just a little bit. The front site? No, your rear. Your dot. The dot? Why? Yeah. Is it? I don't know. I mean, it's a good looking kappa. I'm not surprised everybody finger fucks it. You touching my high kappa? I I touched your high kappa because I fucking love your high kappa. All right, I've, I've got I put it on, I put it on the top of the wall so you can reach I, it. I, yeah, my mom tried putting the <laughs> the Flintstone gummies at the top of the medicine cabinet, and I still got up there. Like, okay, well I'll go I'll go lock type my rear sight on my kappa. Yeah, you're gonna have to glue it to the ceiling, Jared. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll put it in the ceiling tiles. Yeah, <laughs> don't I'll put I don't a, trust him. I'll, I'll put a wall safe and like put a poster in front of it. <laughs> oh my. Uh, no, um, I, this is something that I do want to see more of. It's like, because like, it's cool that Airsoft, like you can essentially build your rifle. That's awesome. Like, I, I'm not surprised I if we see an RSAS coming sometime soon. Yeah. Um, but I do love seeing companies f- like just, they're like, hey, let's fucking, let's, what, like, we're following a trend right now. What if we do something that's just off well, the rails? Yeah, I like, I like the creativity. Like, yeah, it shows that you're trying. Yeah, and a lot of these things are are resonating with people. Yeah, where it's like it's it's a way for companies to distinguish themselves from the fucking the literal herd, like literal hundreds of thousands of different M4s. Yep, that that's like, the that's the name of like if you look at at our store right now. Let me see what's what's I'm our biggest wall. I'm gonna go on evic.com and search M4. Go to, go to AR airsoft guns. If I can find it, you'd think I'd be able to navigate this website by now. Airsoft electric rifles. My shot by models. Uh, M4 M16. Uh, M4 SBR. 
That's weird. They break it up by DMR, M4, and SPR. There are 403 product listings for short-barreled M4, M16 platform on evic.com. That's listings. Yeah. And then there's multiple models in a lot of those listings. Uh, for carbines, there's 555. So we're already about at 700, 800, give or take. Yeah. And then, and then for M16. For M16 slash DMR, there's 84. 84 products. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's a lot. Mm-hmm. Like if you shot by minigun, you have three. <laughs> like, come on now. And then we see that when we're working in the store is like. Our largest wall is our M4 wall. Yeah, you look at the wall and it's just a. It's like 40 feet now. I think it's more than that, actually. Yeah. Of just like floor to ceiling AR platform rifles. And like somebody looks at the wall and they're like, what makes that different than that? They look at the F1s because they're bright blue in a sea of just like black aluminum. Um, and like people want to like be different, express themselves. Um, and I think these are good ways. Yeah. Oh, check this out. Oh, hell yeah. So somebody took a AAP-01 and put it into a Nerf, uh, like, bullpup-looking SMG thing. Hell yeah. And it looks really sick. Like, that's 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 what Airsoft is. Is It's it's taking something and making it your own. And it's something that you don't see a lot right now. Which also, something about the the G3 uh, G&Gs coming out, by the way, they use that uh, remote kit. Remember how they uh, they came out with like oh, the Type, yeah, the type uh, 89 that had the remote? Uh, their their LMG that that utilized a uh, little like quick remote for the MOSFET. Yeah, yeah. That's what the G3 is using. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's cool. Yeah, and everyone's like, well, well, what if I want to put a gate in it? I'm like, guys, y'all realize when the NGRS came out, gate made a Titan for the NGRS. I mm-hmm. think they got you. Yeah, if, if a bunch of people buy these guns, gates, or somebody else is going to make one, Perun's going to make one. Somebody. <laughs> I really hate the Peruns. I fucking hate Perun. I'm not a big fan, but... I just... I hate the maintenance setup of it. Like... You, I, I, I'll show it. I, I guess the statute of limitations is up now um, on it. Is uh, the guilty secret of mine when I was working in the store. was uh, I ne- So, like, any what? gun that y'all put in for QC that had a Perun... I hope you know I handed it off to somebody else every single time. They don't all require programming every time you turn them on. Yeah, but all the ones they that we that. had. Well, that's true because that's when they first. Yeah, came out. I was like, yeah, no, fuck this. I don't because like I want to just be able to pick up my gun and go shoot. Like I don't want to have to sit there and fucking mess with the selector and get my gun programmed just to find out I put it in fucking binary. Now I got to unplug it and just fucking go at it. It's like eventually you learn to do it properly, but like. I, I hate that. Dude. They fixed that though. Yeah, they fixed it now. So yeah, like, it was very. But my grievance but... is still with that. <laughs> like, I I hated that dude. I, I would fork it off to like Scott or somebody. I was like, bro, you, handle this. Have you seen how they do their? Uh, I can't remember which, which uh, one it is, but they have one that has like a little. It's a little three D printed part that like attaches a magnet onto the trigger, and it uses a. Uh, a magnetic field sensor. To detect the trigger movement? No, that is really weird. I honestly don't know why they did it. 
But it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool. But also, like, I'd never buy one. Fucking magnets, bitch. Well, because also you you can't, if you don't have, like, a standard shape trigger, you can't use it. True. But magnets. But magnets, yes. Fucking magnets. That's actually really cool. I mean, I don't know why they didn't use an optical sensor, because people have already figured it out that optical sensors are the way to go. Also. But, I don't know. Um, I think the more competition, the better. It's driving the market, so it make better products. So, if, uh, if anybody at Evic is listening to this, uh, specifically the main store, um, <laughs> hi, um, it's it's your boy, Frosty. Um, Frosty boy. Two, if two, one three. of y'all could get me the Drax uh, Enterprise uh, laser rifle, I i.e. the Moonraker. I will geek out. Wait, what, what, what is this? <laughs> it's the Moonraker. It's the it's in collectibles. I was like, every time I see it, it just takes me back to when I played James Bond. I was like, oh, the what fucking the? Moonraker! Oh my man. god, they do have that. Yeah, I was like, dude, I I want a Moonraker. Oh, it's sold out. I it's I know, I know. Like, how much does it go for? Three hundred bucks. I, exactly. I I will like, I will love you. So much if I could get a Moonraker. Like, when we do go to a video podcast, I will make sure it sits in between us every single time. <laughs> like, I just, I want a Moonraker, man. I That's like my OG game that I used to play with my brother. Mm-hmm. Like, fucking, man. That, and I, I, I now I'm asking for a lot. I want the A-Wing Blaster as well from Fallout 4. Because, like, that was my favorite game. I've also got a buddy that uh, is in the esports uh, league for uh, what you call it, um, uh, Gears of War, and I told him I'd try to get him a uh, the the gun for it. But I, that's that's been a it's been a failed attempt every time. You know something I have I'm surprised we haven't seen is more guns built specifically around HP engines. They did. Polestar did one. They did the full build M4, the Daniel Defense one. Yeah, but that's not like. I mean, like. Oh, you mean a like, design that would own like you have the MTWs. Yeah. Which like that is specifically designed to house. An HPA. System. Yeah. I'm I'm surprised we don't see more. Things like that because you could do like. Way different stuff. You can do wild things. Yeah, I I see it. I I I, I think Wolverine has I know that, set a standard now. Yeah, because you get perfect alignment when you're when you're in that upper receiver because there's mm-hmm. no way for it to, sh- to wiggle. There's no no way for that engine to get uh, jostled or moved or misaligned. Like it's it's perfect. So I I would not be surprised if Polar Star, like, because I mean I I like to yeah. believe that all the HPA companies are are good friends and you know they all they're all sharing their secrets with each other and they're all like one big happy family. They might not be though, so you know I might be wrong. I don't know that much, but if that's the case, I wouldn't be surprised if Polar Star did the same thing because that's actually really cool. Mm-hmm. Like and it, like. It's nice that I can buy a fully built gun with a jack in it, and I don't have to worry about alignment. Yeah. Like, and, well, if you think about it... I don't have to worry about the trigger unit. There's so many other guns they could build 
if they didn't have to put all the gearbox and everything in it. That would also probably just completely fuck speed so hard. Like, speed would have to make triggers for that. <laughs> because uh, imagine that, too, though. Like, is if you go down that road, you can, in a sense, make airsoft trigger cassettes for the gun. Like, oh, you can yeah, have yeah. two and a half pound triggers. You can have one and a half pound triggers. You can actually have trigger weights now. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's that to me is really fucking cool because I can essentially have the same thing that my AR is. Now, th- there may not be any recoil, but I mean, it's still like I could use that for training mm-hmm. if I wanted to. Like, that is a very cost effective training gun. Yeah. I think, I don't know. There's just so many guns that they. They're missing out on. Yeah. They could make if they. It was like the MP7s. Yeah. They. It took them so long and like so much like weird, hacky engineering to get an electric MP7 to work. Yeah. But people were doing from years with the uh, like 3D printed. Jack conversions for the uh, the TM AEP MP7s. Yeah. Like a, an HPA MP7 would be sick. And there's so many other guns like that that they could do that they just can't fit a full-size gearbox in. Yeah. I mean, um, you, Randall was talking about it the other day of just like you could, could legitimately do it with a 249. Oh, is somebody come out with like a purpose-built like, HPA? Yeah, like it's set support in gun? similar to the Wolverine. Where all you have to I'm do surprised just, Wolverine doesn't do just do that already. They might be. It, it, well, look, we've predicted some shit they, in they, the they past. They partnered with like uh, uh, ASG to make the uh, the Wolverine or the, no, the, the uh, Scorpions. Uh, Scorpions, yeah. Scorpions come from the factory with. Uh, Infernos. Yeah, that I would actually, you know, I'm surprised they don't. I look like I said, we have made predictions in the past. That's true. Like we have predicted some shit in the store, and it's happened, and we're like, oh. I don't. I don't have any insider knowledge. Yeah, there is no. There, but, we're not uh, being paid off to to you know say some stuff that may or may not be coming out. But you know, we we've definitely had our predictions before, and we've yeah. been right. But I'm I'm surprised that just hasn't happened more. Yeah, I, I definitely, I could see it happening more, and it would be really cool. It would actually be a, a jump in the industry. Like, I mean, how fucking, uh, dude, I, I just, I love my MTW, man. Mm-hmm. It's just really nice. It's it's so nice having a gun that I don't have to worry about. Like, I just plug it in and go. And it's really low maintenance. Like, mm-hmm. if my board dies out, you know what I do? I just get a new board and just plug it right back in. It's not that hard. And I and mm-hmm. I've got the experience of running a Wolverine way back in the day, so I know the programming. Like it's very very minimal programming, because it's, it's all on the trigger board. Yeah. So it's literally unplug the battery, pull the trigger, plug the battery back in, you're in program. Boom. And you don't need a crazy fucking fire rate either. I'm actually really excited for the MG4. I've been seeing some stuff. Oh yeah. So the moment y'all get one in, let me see that thing. Oh, it's okay. one, one, one gripe about it is that it's a thousand goddamn dollars. Oh, yeah. I mean, that makes sense. 
But I just type in Amazon. I know Amped has it. <laughs> Amazon. Like, Amped, Amped has it, and I think they said it was like a thousand something. Um, yeah. That sounds right. It does. However, also, by the way, um, when we do get the chance, let's make a uh, company pers- purchase on some uh, Photonist Vipers. <laughs> what? Just saying, you know, just a little, uh, little, little uh, inside shop talk right uh, quick. <laughs> Thirteen forty nine ninety nine. Yeah, that is that that's that's gnarly. That's like, a little high, but but in the fact that like if you're using the interior uh, built in mag, is it, don't use the box mag because you will break the gun. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, they they said that in a TikTok. It's just like don't use the interior feeding mech with this because you will break the gun if hmm. you use it with the box mag. Oh. <laughs> I was like, man, fuck. Like that's that's just a scary thing. Like I don't I'm like worried about it. Hmm. I just heard positive air seal pressure. Somebody's here. I hear him. Okay, look, know. if we don't get vipers, can we at least get active? How about we how about <laughs> we buy a camera so we can do a video podcast first? <laughs> But not. <laughs> All right. Well, All right, we'll, let us, we'll get let us one know. tube and we'll we'll share it. What? No. Yeah, we just we just trade it back and forth. So like when you want to run the nods, just grab the nods, and then if I need to run the nods, I'll just grab the nods. Okay. Yeah, so but it's there's like, shared, like it's it's obviously shared custody. I can think of like a dozen things we could buy <laughs> before. Night vision. It's only seventy eight hundred. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. Like, All right. Out. All right, y'all. Go buy thousands of bucket hats. Yeah. And, and we'll buy frost <laughs> fucking night vision. Look, I can I can write it off, man. It's a business expense. <laughs> yeah, the it's a business expense if the business can pay for it true so go buy thousands of bucket hats please please like if, if your mom needs one if your dad needs one look christmas presents if get, you know get your fucking cat a six millimeter pro shop bucket hat man like where or say six millimeter pro shop yeah i did i did I, I definitely did that. that's okay <laughs> i almost did it earlier too <laughs> <laughs> uh Man, yeah, you know, I wonder if that's what people think whenever we do the six millimeter podcast. If we're tied into the six millimeter pro shop, no, what? Okay. Oh, dude, that'd be a good meme. Like, create just like a little knockoff six millimeter pro shop logo, but it's the six millimeter podcast. <laughs> well, we'll have to see how. That would uh, be way better than most of the rifles. Most of the stuff is like just rebranded JGs. Yeah, the import. Man, I will never forget Corbin damn near setting a grip on fire. What? Yeah, you don't remember that? Whenever no. he was like uh, QCing, uh, uh, I think it was a die tack, and the, the motor was just like shooting flames out of the bottom of it. Oh, yeah. I, I was not there for that. Yeah, it was shooting like mad sparks out the underside. I was like, holy shit. Also, that's a die tack, not a six millimeter pro shot. Fair. But I think he also did it with a six millimeter pro shot one. Oh no! It was what? the F four. Yeah, that's also a die tech. Is it? Yeah, it's just uh, 
six millimeter pro shops. Well, because they came in six millimeter pro shop boxes. Did they? Yeah, it was one of them. It was the one I uh, I did the product photo for way back in the day. Um, it was the one that had the the like shitty buffer tube, like it. So you know the strike stock that's got the minimal buffer tube on it, but it like punches out. It's got the little button in it. Think MCX stock, the little the little two prong, one, one that goes down the side of the receiver whenever you collapse it in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was that one. But I think it was the the model that had the stock on it. I remember he was like doing something with it. And it was shooting flames out of the bottom of it. I can't remember, but it, I just remember that. Also, MPX hot. Justin's MPX is fucking hot. Mm-hmm. It's weird right mm-hmm. now because he's having some problems with it. But oh my goodness, dude, that MPX. Oh, I've never wanted a an AG more now. Like, oh man, it is it is the bee's knees. <laughs> like <laughs> I mean, I probably have a kid somewhere now that I don't now that like I just said that fucking what? Dad jokes, man. Okay. Yeah, I've been I've been cracking a lot of dad jokes lately. I you know. I gotta go see if I know how to tune a carburetor. You've have you ever touched a carburetor? Fuck no, but you know, we'll try it. <laughs> see okay. if I if I can't tune it, then I, I don't have a kid. Like I'm not in full dad mode. Got a carburetor in my golf cart. Golf cart. It probably needs tuned. <laughs> yeah. Do you want it to work ever again? I mean, I'd like it to. I still gotta buy a new muffler for it. I still haven't put a muffler oh on it. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Please, dude, that thing is insanely loud. Oh, it's ear splitting. And oh. it doesn't run right. Well, as as we're rolling down, it, it probably uh, needs the carb tuned. We uh we have to get our uh, our obligatory sponsors in here. Um, shout out to uh it's flippers uh for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. Pretty much every episode of the podcast. Um, if you don't know who it's flippers is and you're on episode thirteen, uh, you you should by now. Uh, and if you're a new listener, listening to this episode, then you're gonna find out who he is. It's flippers is a independently uh. Independent guy that uh, is a good friend of ours, but also does custom artwork as well as he's got his own uh, his own variation of tactical waifus. Uh, so if you ever wanted to see zero two with nods and a, a nice little M four block two, uh, he has those up for sale. He's also got some new patches dropping uh, here shortly. If not, they should already be dropped. But uh, if you go and use uh, code six mm pod with him at checkout when purchasing from him. Uh, you will get, I believe, a 10% discount on any order. And if you also need custom artwork commissions done by him, that discount code will also work for that as well. He does art commissions and uh, any any designs that you can think of, uh, he can definitely help you out with that. He's just helped me out in the past with artwork, and it's been high quality every single time. Uh, he's very passionate about what he does, and he's really good at his art. So uh, go check him out on Instagram at It's Flippers. Uh, that's I-T-S flippers if you don't know how to spell flippers that's f-l-i-p-p-e-r-s uh go check them out on instagram as well as a big thanks to uh scum customs for sponsoring us as well um i believe it's six mm pod as well for that uh really good guy that is lane he has been on the podcast before he does 3d printed uh part barrel kits uh unfortunately not a uh top fed stoner plate yet but i'm you know drilling them hard on getting that made give uh, it time 
He also makes uh, we'll wear them down mag adapters, box uh, box holders, whatever you can think of. He makes it for a stoner, uh, just not a top fed yet. Yeah. But uh, he is pretty much doing all he can for the Stoner 63 guys. Fuck you, Stoner 96 guys. That's his words, not mine. Um, <laughs> so go go check him out uh, if you're looking to upgrade your Stoner. Uh, that is Scum Customs on Instagram. That's I believe it's scum.customs. You know? And uh, checking out any products with him, make sure you use 6mm pod for discount at checkout. It is 412. I think it's a... Good little spot to wind down at. Uh, again, guys, thank you for joining us on episode 13. Actually, episode 13 of the podcast. The real 13. Yep, the real 13. Uh, Lucky again, number 13. You know, like we said on the last episode, guys, thank you so much for your support. Um, you know, we're at 1,200 plays now. That's a hundred, like 211 more than where we were at when we uh, crossed 1,000. So it's uh, gnarly that you guys are listening. Um, you know, share with your friends. Uh, if you got airsoft friends that you know are not as knowledgeable and don't have uh are one to just like kind of learn more about the sport you know that's that's what this podcast is based around so you know definitely like recommend them to the podcast um you know we we get no gain out of it you know we're doing this solely for you guys uh you know but we're, we're also getting you guys merch for all y'all that love listening to us and have been riding the wave for 13 episodes now um and, you know, we got a lot more to come, so I don't think that we're going to, like, you know, just drop out after season one. <laughs> you know, we're we're going to come back hard and heavy for season two, so. No, yeah, and all all the support you give us, all the merch you buy from us yep. is, is going to go right back into the podcast, making this better and bigger and better. Also, uh, I'm going to say this now, and uh, I, I, I love doing this because Jared always looks at me like, we didn't plan this. He's like, like yeah, I'm going I'm to say this. Yeah, I'm going to say this. He, and he gives me a look. <laughs> he gives me a look every time. Exactly. Um, so this year uh, for Christmas, we will make an announcement. Will we now? About, about some stuff, maybe some uh, some discounts, maybe for our Teespring. Uh, we might also drop a Christmas line. <laughs> I like how he's saying this to me on the podcast. He has discussed like, "Hey Jared, do you want to make a Christmas line?" Yeah, see, but like, I know you're down to do a Christmas line because like Christmas is fucking hot. Imagine Santa, but just tack the fuck out. And also, definitely bur- like like tell your parents like, "Hey, what do you want for Christmas? I want some sick ass fucking six millimeter podcast merch." But if you use this code at checkout, you won't be paying that much. Like Christmas time is the best time. Shit, if hell, you want to get something nice for your girlfriend? Fucking get her some six millimeter podcast socks. Fuck yeah, let her rock the podcast on her feet, man. Fucking, I do want to do socks. Yeah, out here taking fucking toe picks. Nah, bro, six millimeter podcast sock picks. Actually, Loki, if we do come out with socks and you do get your. <laughs> Where's where this going for us? There's gonna be one guy out there that's gonna be like, "Babe, you can get featured on the six millimeter Teespring. Just take a picture of your feet in some fucking sock." <laughs> I'm gonna fucking lose my mind. I'm gonna fucking die. But no, uh, we're definitely gonna come out with some Christmas merch for you guys, uh, so that way y'all can have a very wonderful six millimeter podcast Christmas, as well as a very special six millimeter podcast. Uh, uh, Christmas episode. I uh, don't know what we're going to do for that yet, but uh, we'll probably do some. 
probably you know what will we we may just make that a video episode I'll, i will I, dress up as fucking santa look i can't promise that but like can i be santa and we you might. be the elf or do you want to be mrs claus no i obviously i'm going to be bernard <laughs> god damn it and you're going to be tim allen <laughs> as santa claus <laughs> oh man see it's perfect um Next episode, I don't know what we have lined up yet. We may have a guest on. It may just be us again. Um, but we'll, we'll see if we'll we have can to actually see. Uh, schedule something. Yeah. I, Blake wants to come on. Oh, I'd love to have Blake. Yeah. He'd talk about... Dude, he's, he's got a lot of fucking knowledge. He's got some war He's got too. some in- industry, like, inside knowledge. Like, he's been in this for yeah. a minute, but he's got some crazy-ass stories from his MSW What's that Airsoft Correspondent? Yeah, the Airsoft yeah. Correspondent. The the man himself, the the press man. He's got some stories, dude. Oh yeah, dude. It's like I, you know, we'll we'll set it up. I'll, I'll definitely give him a ring. Yeah, I'll call his PR guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. uh, as what? before we go. Uh-oh. Um, so I uh, we'll end it with this. This was actually really cool. It's it's like gonna be the most like uneventful story ever. But uh, I went to uh, a a. Uh, Dubstep concert the other day, you know, right down the road from where Takeoff got shot. Is dubstep still, dubstep still a thing? Yeah. So, um, it's like weird now. It's not the same thing as it used to be. It's like, it was like EDM slash dubstep, whatever. Um, but I went there with Randall. Randall scored me some tickets and he was like, hey, let's go. So we went down to Stereo Live, right? Which, like mm-hmm. I said, is like right down the road from where Takeoff got shot. Um, <laughs> fucking, yeah. so now the three amigos are now the two amigos. Um, so we get down there and I was like, okay, you know, I, I thought stereo live was like a big fucking center the way he said it. No, mm. it's just like this little, small, little spot. Um, there was a warm up artist on stage that was, uh, playing R- really good stuff. Well, we're sitting there. Right. And like, this is down in like, butt fuck nowhere, inner city Houston. I don't know where I'm at out of like Randall's standing there and he goes, is that TK? And I was like, and so you know, I turn around and I, I see a guy with dreads and a bucket hat. And I'm like, the one in the bucket hat? He goes, no, no, the one up on the rail. And I look and there's, you know, TK has that very distinct side profile. And I was like, oh, that's TK. So you know what I do? I just like, I start like, like, you know, jamming, walking up to the front. And I just like hug him. And I was like, TK. And he was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Like, it's every time I go out, somebody knows me. And it's just, out of all the places to run into TK, a dubstep concert, something I would have never really expected, and which Brando came on. Dude, Brando was sick. Like, when I tell you I was having the time of my life, it was awesome. It was definitely a week, a, a weekend I needed to take off and go to a concert. <laughs> and then there was, like, this like this one dude, right? So TK's there with his buddy. I'm there, like, we're all, like, in, like pretty much trying to get up on the rail as a, as a four group of guys. Mm-hmm. This weirdo fucking is, like, like sitting next to Randall, and, like, it, he looks like he just got out of work, and he's, like, in, a, like, a business casual style, like, dress, uh, dress clothes. Mm-hmm. And he's sitting there, and he's, like, like jamming offbeat. Like, he's, like, bobbing his head offbeat and everything. He's, like, all up on Randall. Then he starts working his way up to, like, where TK is. And he's just like bobbing next to TK. And he's like right here, like head almost on shoulder. And I was like, bro, if I have to fight somebody, 
I don't want to because HPD is back there. There's security up front. This guy's just getting really fucking annoying. And finally, he gets up on the rail, and, you know, everybody's trying to break the fucking railing. Like, everybody's, like, slamming up against it like and all that. This dude is, like, counterproductive to them. Like, <laughs> slam. So, like, when they slam forward, he pulls back. I was like, bro, get the fuck out of here, dude. Like, you are tripping on some heavy shit right now. If you can't even fucking process how to push a rail. Like, come on. And uh, so, eventually, like... I forgot what we did, but I think we kind of, like, phased him out. Like, we pushed him out from the railing. I was like, bro, fucking get out of here, dude. And then I went and got a Long Island iced tea. Fuck that. (laughs) Like, that shit was 2% pineapple. The rest just alcohol. Like, every gulp was, like, three shots. Isn't that the point? Yeah, but it's supposed to be blended evenly, what? not fucking... I was like, mm, yes, pineapple. Mm, th- okay, I, slightly pineapple. Mm, oh, Every God. time I hear people talk about Long Island and Long Island iced teas, it's just because they want to get fucked up. Well, yeah, I mean... It's like the it's, fastest way to get fucked up. Yeah, you have like four of... Because it's three different liquors in there, and you're like, oh, God. Like, that is getting worse and worse and worse, and then you realize, oh, I'm fucked up. Yeah, it's I like had, for people who don't want to take shots because they don't want to admit they're alcoholics. I don't have a problem. You have a problem. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, no, uh, fucking we'll be down at stereo live, hopefully on the 12th, uh, for forget who's going to be down there, but me and Randall should be down there. Hopefully. I'm also going to start door dashing. So, uh, yeah, you might just get a six millimeter podcast co-host showing up to your house, bringing you fucking dominoes at four in the morning. Dominoes doesn't. They don't open at four in the morning, but it's definitely like Denny's. They also have their own delivery drivers. Yeah, I know. I didn't think about that when I was going for it. Yeah, no, Taco Bell closes that too. What? Yeah, dude, they're not twenty four hours. They used to be. Okay, what a burger. 